Good evening from Plughead Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we are here with episode 514 of F5 Live, Refreshing Technology, uh, for December 2nd, 2018. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, Apple is looking to the past, the FTC is looking to the future, and Google is looking at a revolt. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be um, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, on our live streaming platforms, um, Twitch, Mixer, Periscope, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, or Livestream.com, um, on our uh, on any of the podcasters, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Podcast Play app, and the Windows Store, myriad of others, including TuneIn and uh, Spotify, or of course on our app, pluggedslive.com slash app. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Uh, there are two ways that you can do that. Yeah. The first is by going to uh, f5live.tv slash join us on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, where you can join us in the chat room and uh, give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. Um, if you're not able to join us live, that's okay. Plugkidslive.com slash subscribe will show you um, all of our shows, including F5 Live, The Pilch Point, our special events feed, First Looks, the new product launch pad, which is uh, back with new episodes right now, and more. Um, so check that out. Uh, I think with that, that's the spiel. Abram? How are you? Ah, uh, pretty good. That's good. Did you have a good holiday since we were off last week? Uh, I had a very busy holiday. Yeah. I had a very, very busy holiday, uh, busy working uh, for my job because we had, uh, we had and still have a lot of uh, deals coverage to help people find the best stuff, which we'll talk about a little bit sure uh, more about during my segment later uh but it kept me quite busy uh unfortunately or fortunately i mean it was good good for our readers good for the company not so good for my sleep uh so uh you know so but uh but that was uh, a an interesting challenge and uh i'm hoping things calm down a little bit more this week so i can get a little bit more rest but uh it's uh there's still a lot going on. The world is not slowing down for the holidays yet. Yeah, that is for sure. It doesn't ever, ever slow down during the holidays for any publication, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Um, did you get to at least spend some time with, with family for Thanksgiving? On the day of Thanksgiving, yeah. I that's did. good. Uh, cousins came and nice. got to spend some time with people, so that was cool. Um, so that was, uh, you know, that was cool. And um, nice. it's always, it's always nice to, uh, you know, we hosted this year, so that was good. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, that's something I've not done before, and uh, probably would not be up to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I have the patience for that. It might be fun, but uh. Yeah, we always well for the last couple of years we've gone over to my my cousins who whose wife used to own a restaurant. So, you know, she definitely has the patience for it, <laughs> much more so than most of the rest of us. So, 
And that's always that's always fun. I get to see my my aunt and uncle and cousins and stuff. So that was fun. Um, yeah, uh, that was that was my week and your week. Uh, how about we get down to the news? Yeah. Yes. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new tablet, uh, laptop, Xbox One, S or X, uh, games, uh, phones, Bluetooth speakers, there is really a little bit of everything. Right now, you can uh, save up to $300 on a Surface Laptop 2, the upgrade to mine here that I want so badly. Um, you can also save... Uh, $50 on the Minecraft Xbox One S bundle and get uh, Forza Horizon uh, 4 for 12 bucks. You can get an Xbox Game Pass for a buck, which is a really great deal. And there's a lot more as well. And you can find all of those deals by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. <laughs> oh, sorry about that guys i did not mean to blast the music again real quick uh all right so um we know that when you you grow to a certain size in the tech industry uh it's kind of inevitable that you will be the uh the target of lawsuits people will be mad about something they won't be happy with the quality of service or when you grow to a certain point um you start getting uh, accused of uh, antitrust or anti-competitive behavior. Um, and those can be some of the hardest to fight. Uh, we, our older viewers will remember uh, in the, the, what was it, the late 80s and early 90s, Microsoft spent half a decade fighting. I thought it was more of the 90s to the 2000 or late 90s to 2000. That could have been. It could have been in that time frame. I can't. With the browser, the browser bundling. Yeah, that uh, that certainly didn't help. Um, you know, they spent several years fighting a single antitrust case, um, and so they can be really hard to to uh, combat. They can be long and expensive, um, and some companies try and take some interesting tactics. Apple, who has been the the uh, the recipient of several class action suits uh, involving um, anti-competitive behaviors. Uh, you'll probably remember our longtime listeners will remember uh, the ebook uh, debacle from a year or two ago where they lost for price fixing. Um, now they have, and by now, I mean, it started in 2011. <laughs> there was a class action suit that was filed claiming that because there is one and only App Store available for iOS, um, that Apple is abusing that behavior, that uh, scenario. And um, Apple has been trying to uh, claim that they can't be sued by consumers, by the people who actually own the devices. And um, their argument is that in 1977... A, well, in, in the early 70s, a group of concrete block manufacturers got together to price fix concrete blocks. 
And the state of Illinois sued, um, claiming that the in, that the price fixed prices would artificially inflate the cost of construction projects uh, in the state and for the state. Um, and the Supreme Court ruled that there was there were too many steps between the concrete block companies and the state of Illinois to be able to for any court to be able to determine that uh where the price happened and so because of that a ruling was that only the consumer of a product can sue for antitrust and so apple is claiming that you who own an iphone ipad probably mac my guess um since there's only one store there too um although i guess you can sideload apps there so probably not um on, on ios um, you, the person who owns the device, are not the consumer, and uh, only app developers are their customer, which is an interesting argument. What do you think, Avram? Uh, I don't buy it. <laughs> You're Sorry. certainly not alone in that. <laughs> I don't buy it. Not for a second. Don't buy it. Um, the... Uh, I mean, how can you claim that app developers are the customers are the customers? That makes no sense. Who, uh -huh. who are the people that are actually using the apps? Right. Um, their argument is that they are more like the owner of a mall and that you are making your purchases not from Apple, but from the app developers who decide the price that gets listed. Um, to uh, to show Avram that you are not alone in your in your belief on this, um, the Supreme Court Justice uh, Sotomayor said, just flat out said, the first sale is from Apple to the customer. It's the customer who pays the thirty percent, and the thirty percent uh, obviously being the cut that Apple takes from the transaction. My argument, um, obviously, I'm on the same side as you are because this is that's a ridiculous argument. Um, uh, a mall owner doesn't process the credit card transactions for all the stores in the mall. They they take a a set fee. Sometimes they take a percentage uh, as well on top of the rent, but in general, they take a set fee for rent, and uh, what you make is up to you, which right. is not the app store's behavior at all. Right? It, yeah. It's it's seems like more like um less like a mall and more like a uh like an antique uh market, you know, where there's different stores but you can or like a um not a thrift store, the other one. Uh what's the word I'm looking for? Aw. Not a thrift store, but the other one, a consignment shop, where the the products are owned by somebody else, but the store actually processes the payment. If that store were actively like running other consignment shops out of the out of the city that they worked in, you know that this city would be on top of them. So, I don't know. Now, on the other hand, does the does the uh, the suit have have legs? Don't know that that will be 
the only thing that's in in front of the Supreme Court right now is whether or not the case can go forward. Um, and with, you know, Apple arguing that uh, you as a device owner aren't involved with them, obviously is weird. But, you know, that's that is currently the only thing that is in front of the Supreme Court. Once that's decided, the case itself will or will not probably will go to a significantly lower court. Uh, for trial, but it's an interesting ta- tactic that has apparently been tried before, uh, but not with tech companies. So, obviously, a, a big precedent could be set by this, right? Yeah, I mean, then you then you have to wonder about like, okay, what about who else might be in trouble for antitrust? Uh, might be, you know, might be facing the same the same thing. Could Google be up for it? Could could Amazon? Amazon is particularly egregious because Amazon doesn't let you install other app stores on their devices. Mm-hmm. Whereas Google, you could install the Amazon App Store or some other app store right. on on a on a regular Android device. You're allowed to do that. Right. Amazon doesn't let you do that on its Fire tablets. Right, and Samsung comes with both the Google Play and the Samsung Store pre-installed. So, who yeah. uses the Samsung Store though? I don't know. I mean, I, it's there, you can use it. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's definitely there, but meh. Well, I think actually that's where you could have gotten um, Fortnite, right? If you wanted Fortnite oh. to be on that early trial of Fortnite cuz Fortnite you can't get through Google Play. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which the the fact that that's an option, I think, in and of itself, precludes Google mm-hmm. from being in trouble there. But on the other hand, uh, Chrome OS might be uh, mm-hmm. a target of that. You know, Google, Android certainly not, but maybe Chrome OS. Somebody might come after them. But if if the Supreme Court says that the case can't go forward and that that you know the owners of devices aren't the customer of the company, that suddenly becomes an interesting an interesting scenario that I mean could have uh, reaches into you know even reaches into right to repair under under certain circumstances. So that's that's a scary thing though. Based on the, uh, I've read some of the, uh, the the transcript from from the arguments. I don't think any of the justices were buying what Apple was selling. It sounded like it sounded like the uh, some of the the newer justices were asking questions, like uh, Gorsuch was asking questions just to ask questions, and. Uh, some of the older ones were asking questions because they were all baffled by the argument. It was it was fun a fun read. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the questions are indicators of where it's going because a ruling in Apple's favor here would be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Insane. Yeah. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Newegg. 
Whether you're building a new computer or upgrading an existing one, Newegg has got all of the products that you need to pull it off. Whether you're looking for a power supply, a, uh, a monitor, a motherboard processor, heat sinks, SSDs, all of that is uh, available from Newegg. And they run daily deals. Obviously, the daily deals change every day, as the name would suggest. Um, we see lots of interesting products uh, come through there. Today's daily deal is a uh, uh, external portable hard drive, actually for a pretty good price. Um, but those deals change every day, and they also have uh, some regular deals on uh, pre-built computers and things that are not computer-related. To find out all the deals and to browse the product catalog, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash newegg. So, Abram, uh, the the deal period that we're used to may be over, but that doesn't mean that deals are over, right? Yeah, so look, it's a month, right? It's not <laughs> a day, it's not a week. It's 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 a month and a half where you can get better deals on tech than you normally do throughout the year, although that doesn't mean you can't get great deals at other times of the year. And of course, the best time to buy stuff is usually just when you need it. But if you've been thinking all year, hey, I might, you know, I might like to get a new monitor. I might like to do a PC upgrade. This is a very good time to to go out looking for the stuff that you want. And there's a lot of things that are on sale that are the kinds of things where you don't necessarily have them on your list of, oh, man, I have to get this. But when you see such a deal, you're like, oh, I could really use to upgrade in this area. Now, obviously, there's also the other subject, which is could you actually buy something for someone as a gift? And I won't differentiate between what you buy for yourself and what you buy for other people. Uh, most people I know who are buying like making significant tech purchases like over a hundred bucks are probably not buying it as gifts for other people. Uh, but if they are, please let's be, if you are, please let's be good friends. Just don't expect the same from me. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the, uh, I think a lot of people out, out there are, are looking for like, you know, stock getting things for themselves mm -hmm. or, or, you know, maybe for a very close family member, like a, a spouse, like a partner or, a or a or a child, uh, but even there, I mean, I'm not gonna get my kid a $1,600 gaming laptop. It it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, how much money I had, I I wouldn't do it. So anyway, the um, so what are the things that you can still get good deals, great great deals on, and where can you find them? Find those deals. First of all, uh, I should say because this has been a big part of my last couple of weeks that we have a lot of articles tracking this on tomshardware.com. Uh, you can find them via our homepage. We have a list of overall best deals. We have a list of best deals on monitors, on GPUs, on CPUs, on gaming laptops, um, on, and on storage. Um, now, the best deals that were, there are deals on all of these things, but some of the best deals we're seeing around are on monitors, first of all, are a huge, are a really impressive, uh, some really impressive prices at this time of year. Um, and this is something where everybody probably has a monitor right now, you know, um, but, you know, but you, maybe you're thinking, ah, you know, I really could, would like a slightly better monitor than I have, or 
maybe I want to have only one monitor and I want to have a second monitor, which everybody should, um, or a third monitor. Um, or, you know, maybe you're into playing games and your monitor is not a gaming monitor. Yeah. So some of the best ones we've seen, for example, are right now uh, the Dell 27-inch D2719HGF. Say that five times fast. <laughs> uh, 144 hertz FreeSync uh, monitor nice. uh, is on sale for 159 um, It's normally around 250 and that you can get on Newegg's eBay channel. Um, so, but it's not alone. There are a lot of, say, sub $200 uh, high refresh rate monitors in the 27 inch to even 32 inch uh, range, size range. So if you want something that's like, you know, 144 hertz or 160 hertz, we've even some that are a little more expensive that are 240 hertz. Uh, that the free sync monitors tend to be a lot cheaper than the G sync monitors. Um, so, but keep in mind what kind of card you have. If you have an NVIDIA card, you're not going to get the, all the benefits of free sync because it's not going to, you're not going to get the anti tearing, but you will get a nice high refresh rate. Um, and if you have a, uh, an AMD card, then you want one that has free sync. Uh, speaking of AMD, the best CPU deals by far have been on AMD chips. Um, at, at various times, we've seen um, the twenty-seven, the Radeon twenty-seven hundred, going for as little as like, you know, I think one ninety-nine. Um, I'm not sure where it is exactly at this moment because it keeps coming and going. Uh, but I will say that right now, uh, you can get. The Ryzen 5 2400G, which has built-in graphics, for 149 at Newegg, and you can get the the Ryzen 5 um, 1400 with a Wraith Stealth cooler. So it's a little bit older thing, but it comes with this great cooler uh, for uh, for 132 on Amazon. So if you're looking for a uh, for a CPU, you can get some really good deals. Um, obviously, it's a bit more money to go for an Intel CPU that's high end. Uh, if you want um, a last gen, eighth gen, you can get the Core i7-8700K for about 369 on Amazon. So the other place where you're going to see just a ton and ton of deals is in the is in storage. This is actually the one place where it's just really hard to resist because who could who doesn't need some more storage, particularly if you have a desktop and you have room for another drive in there or you have a laptop and you want to upgrade what's in there. Um, so Samsung's uh, very popular mainstream 860 Evo drives are been on a huge sale. Um, right now you can get uh, depending on where you shop for it, you can pr probably get it's out at Amazon, the one terabyte for 127 or less and the 500 gig for $73 or less. They seem to keep coming and going. Uh, uh, the places to check are both Amazon and uh, Newegg and Newegg's eBay channel store. 
Believe it or not, Newegg's eBay store has different deals than regular Newegg. So that's something uh, to keep in mind. A lot of stuff is cheaper on their eBay store, but it's still Newegg. You can still, you know, trust it. You just got to get it through, um, go through eBay to get it. Um, so uh, we've also seen two terabyte drives uh, from name brands like Crucial and Intel uh, up there at about uh, slightly over two hundred dollars, maybe two ten. Uh, and we've seen uh, NVMe drives, like you know, faster quality SSDs, uh, also at really quite good deals. You know, ones that are say maybe $120 or $130 for a terabyte, or as little as $80 for uh, 512 gig, um, 512 gig PCIe drive. Now. Those are not the highest end PCIe drives. It's like the Intel six. Um, it's like I think, which is the I think it's the Intel is the six sixty P. I think uh, one that does not have um, cache or the HP uh, EX that um, doesn't have cache. I think you get for seventy five. But you can find some good deals on both high speed and VME storage and regular plain old SATA. Um, SSDs, you can get a fantastic deal uh, if you're really super cheap or you've got like some person in your family, let's say, has an old laptop. You want to breathe new life into it by putting in an SSD, but you don't want to spend a lot of money on them. Um, you can get a quality 250 gig, 240 gig SSD for about 30 bucks now. So you can get ones from brands like, like a data, but I've also seen some Intel's and, and crucials in that price range, uh, coming and going. So, um, I, uh, one suggestion though, don't settle for a brand that you have not heard of. So there are a lot of reputable brands of SSD, but then there are ones that I, they may be fine, but I can't vouch for the Dogfish brand of <laughs> SSDs. They're not significantly cheaper. I wouldn't get a Dogfish. Uh, SSD, sorry. Um, the other, the other thing that I mean, every tech thing is on sale. But like I said, monitors, CPUs, storage. Finally, mid-range graphics cards are a really good deal right now. So you can get an AMD RX 580 card, um, you know, which is I think roughly equivalent to maybe a GTX 1060 on Nvidia. You can get for I've seen for as low as 155. Um, the, if you're going up into say the AMD Vegas, again, AMD cards are in better sales than Nvidia. Um, they, uh, you, you may have to pay, I think up to around 300 to get a Vega 56 and more than that to get a Vega 64. But now if you really got money burning a hole in your pocket and you got money and you want to buy a really high end graphics card, you can also save a bit on Nvidia's high-end RTX 2080 card. Uh, normally, you're seeing them for around 800. We've seen them go down as low as six as 700. So that's about 100. That's 100 savings um, on uh, third-party cards from companies like I think Gigabyte and EVGA. Um, those deals come and go by the day. So again, you've got to check. Um, you've got to check deal sites like Tom's Hardware. Uh, or a great place that we also go to mine for deals is Reddit. 
the subreddit build a uh, r build a pc sales uh has has a lot of uh fast moving sales in it um and you you will see um some really great stuff just like looking in there right now i see a 240 hertz uh monitor for 229 a a 4k monitor for 199 Although those are mono price monitors, so I, I don't know how good those are. Um, you know, we've seen power supply units, reputable ones, for thirty bucks. You know, wow. um, so you know, if you go there, you can find um, there definitely are a lot of people who are keeping track of the best deals. And of course, the places where the deals are, well, there's maybe five or six. There's maybe seven or eight great places to where deals are appearing this year. Um, Obviously, Amazon, obviously, Newegg, Newegg's eBay store. Um, Dell has some deals, uh, deals.dell.com. Uh, uh, if you want Lenovo laptops, there are some big deals on Lenovo laptops on ThinkPads. Um, Walmart, believe it or not, has some amazing deals on laptops. I was very shocked to see that Walmart was had some of the best deals this year. Uh, on electronics and on computers, but they do. Uh, I mean, we saw, we've seen um, an HP laptop there, Pavilion 15 Gaming, with a, I think it was 1080, 1050 Ti graphics for 599. So, you know, they have some really, uh, really good sales going on. Of course, um, there are other deals on eBay um, going on. B&H Photo is another place that's having a lot of deals, particularly on graphics cards. Um, so uh, those are just some of the places that, some of the main places that, that we're going. Express.Google also seems to have some interesting deals going on. Um, but those are some of the main places that we're going uh, where we're seeing deals. But obviously, even if you could visit those, even if you spend time at those sites, it's hard to find everything that they have uh, they don't always make it easy on you. So that's where visiting tomshardware.com could will make it easy for you to find the best. Yeah, because a site like uh, a site like Newegg, right, has so many products. Amazon has so many products. Being able to sort through it and find the ones that are the best deal difficult for an individual, and that's why you guys have a team of people behind it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we spent our that's what we spent our time on, right? Yeah. Finding the stuff that's that's good and, and not highlighting the stuff that's bad. So right. Exactly. No, no dogfish on our list. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, although I have to say, there was one that I wrote an article about that got a lot of traffic, and I warned people this is probably not a great product, but it is a fantastic price. There was a tablet. It still exists. It's just I think it's not on sale anymore um, on Amazon. It is by a company called All Do Cube, and the it is a two in one, and it is called the iWork Pro Ten, or is it the iWork Ten Pro? I'm getting confused. Uh, so what? Uh, so this this tablet, which I think is sold out now, uh, was one eighty three. It gives you. A 10-inch uh, tablet with a 1080p screen, um, a keyboard that attaches to it, the pen, all that's um, uh, Windows 10, 
Um, and uh, USB Type-C charging huh. and dual cameras for um, for uh, for was 183. Now, some of the user reviews said, uh, don't buy this. But it's interesting <laughs> that they can give you features that's like a, a the keyboard included and USB-C that Microsoft won't give you for hundreds of dollars more. Yeah. It... I'm I'm looking at it right now. It Windows 10 and Android. 5, oh, I forgot that. And Android five. I forgot it's dual boot. You can't get that. You dual boots Android. You can, Microsoft wouldn't do that. Nineteen nineteen twenty by twelve hundred resolution. We can't even get some of the laptop manufacturers to do that. Yep. <laughs> Huh. So, so keep just keep just keep that in mind. I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not the best, but uh, but um, you know, it, it's interesting that I just thought it was kind of funny that they'll give you features that Microsoft doesn't give you for hundreds of dollars more. I love in one of their their images, they've got three of them side by side with screenshots on them, and one is on Amazon.com. But all the like browser Chrome is missing. Uh, <laughs> the second one is running Photoshop on an Atom X5. Yes. <laughs> the third one's running Excel, which who cares? But I love I love the Photoshop on an Atom X5. That's yeah. They obviously didn't actually run that. Uh, so if I want. If I want to get a hold of these lists uh, from you, how can I do it? Uh, so go to uh, go to tomshardware.com. Uh, it's all over our homepage. Fantastic. All right. Well, obviously, I always appreciate hearing the stuff that's on sale. And when you said AMD stuff was on sale, I went looking for uh, my processor. And it is definitely the lowest that it's been. So wait, is this the nineteen fifty? Yes. Uh, so it's like, isn't it like five forty seven now? Uh, f- I I see it as low as uh, five thirty eight. I think at one point it actually dipped below for a couple hours. It actually dipped below five hundred. Really? Wow. Yeah. Whew. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that. But it's a great deal. How many core? Considering how many cores you get. Yeah, thirty sixteen physical, thirty two virtual. Yeah. It is it is an un for what we did with it for the the portable studio. Whoo, unbelievable what it did for us. Which is why I would like to yeah. upgrade in here. Anyway, uh thank you on the deals. This uh tablet is amusing and <laughs> Android 5.1. 5.1. How old is that? Yes. <laughs> uh at least 3. 5 6 5 6 years yeah, probably. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, obviously thank you for that that is uh, that's fun to look at and uh, we will see you back next time This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Razer. 
uh, all the products you need to up your game on both uh, PC and console. Um, whether you're looking for a new gaming laptop, like the Razer Blade Pro 17, which right now is $500 off, or maybe you're looking for a new gaming phone, uh, the original Razer phone, currently $300 off. Uh, you can also get the Razer phone uh, 2 right now. There's um, a whole bunch of new and uh, limited time offers uh, running right now. Again, I don't know. I don't know how long they're gonna run some of these, but uh, you can save several hundred dollars on computers. You can save on keyboards and all kinds of stuff. And to find out what's available, you can go to f5live.tv slash razor. All right. So, uh, Abram and I have talked about this a couple of times in the past. Um, over the last year, the topic of um, loot boxes in games has uh, really kind of come to a head. They exist sort of everywhere right now, but um, what really uh, brought the topic into the common consciousness, I think, was uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which went super heavy-handed on it. Uh, you might remember that uh, to, quote-unquote, complete the game, it would require 4,500 hours of gameplay, which is roughly six months of no eating, no sleeping, playing continuously, um, or $2,100 to, uh, to purchase all of the things in the game. And it's all those purchases are done through loot boxes, which open with random stuff inside. Uh, Avram and I both said uh, the last time we talked about this, when EA finally went, all right, we give in, it's gone. Um, when when that happened, uh, we we said you know other countries have already started to look into the legality of loot boxes. Um, a congressman from I believe it was Hawaii uh, started to urge uh, our lawmakers to look into it. And this week, uh, the Senate, uh, yeah, I don't remember what. There's a committee ah the u.s senate commerce science and transportation subcommittee has officially asked the federal trade commission to look into the legality of loot boxes in the united states in particular um their gambling nature in that you put money in lights blink sounds go off and you may or may not get something of value at the end of it uh, which obviously has all of the all of the telltale signs of a slot machine, <laughs> and uh, so there's there's some concern that um, it may have some of the same physical effects as gambling, and you know having uh, children involved in that could become a problem. I mean, we outlawed toy uh, slot machines from arcades years ago for the same reason it wouldn't surprise me at all uh to see it go that way personally as somebody who plays video games loot boxes annoy me to no end as a purchasable thing if if that's how you want to reward me with random stuff 
I'm fine with that. But the idea of purchasing it for money and maybe or maybe not getting something from it always annoys me. Right. Well, I think I think the thing is you've got I mean, we live in a in a kind of a gambling society, right? I mean, true. you have you have kids who like to buy Hatchimals and other blind box toys mm-hmm. that they that, that you can't say which one which one you will get, right? Isn't yes. that kind of the same principle as a loot box? I don't know. Do those have variable values? Well, probably like like if one is I'm, produced at a far lower rate, it might have a it might have a resale value that's higher. I mean, I don't know, but it's like I'm sure this is uh, this will be somewhat relevant. So, have you ever been to a place that has gashapon machines? Uh, I am a hundred percent aware of them. I have not personally interacted. Our uh, our Tate's Comics group goes over to Japan a couple times a year to source products, and there's always photos of them screwing around with them. So, so, so in um, in Taiwan, where obviously I don't think they have the type of oversight of. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't think even here they would have oversight of Gashapon machines. But anyway, there is an entire underground mall in the subway area that is store after store after store of nothing but Gashapon machines. Like, and the Gashapon machines all have different kinds of toys. And some of them you really need to like and, – and you're not talking about things that are like a quarter. You're talking about things where it's like $5. Okay. seven dollars or something after you've translated mm-hmm. like yeah. what it is so one time i went so i i was down there a couple of years ago and i was trying to get and they had one where they had little trains and i was trying to get a train uh, enough to like make a train track for for my son sure and so i got one and i kept getting the caboose like <laughs> i tried three times and i got the caboose three times no, I never got the engine that you actually need to that has the motor in it that actually can run. Oh. So you tell me, are they all worth the same? Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or they have the Godzilla Gashapons where you could get Godzilla, you could get Mothra or you could get a tentacle. Who wants the tentacle? Right. You know, so. OK. You know, it's. I mean, so loot boxes, I guess, are the same thing. Yeah, You're taking sure. a chance that you're going to get something uh, of good value, uh, but there's a good chance that you're not. Yeah. Uh, which in, is why I would not spend money on one. Right. But. Like in Overwatch, um, which even if you don't play regularly, you might have played this past week when it was free. Um, as you level up, they give you loot boxes, and you might get all uh, voice lines, which are meh. Or maybe you get all costume pieces, which when you purchase them separately, I use Overwatch as an example. Uh, it's popular, um, but you also get to purchase. You can purchase the pieces outside of the loot boxes, which I think is an important aspect of it. Um, you know, if you get all costume pieces, those are way more valuable than, you know, voice lines or the little spray tags and things like that that are just like screw around things. But I don't think in Overwatch you can purchase those. I think you only win those. And if you want to purchase things, you purchase what you want. Um, 
you know, that which I think is a different uh, different scenario as the as a reward for leveling up or something like that. You know, all that totally makes sense. But when money gets involved, that's that's definitely where gamers hate it. And having it as the only way to like if you want to spend money in the game, having that be the only way to do it, uh, definitely obnoxious. You know, I if I want to buy a costume piece, I want to be able to buy the costume piece and not have to buy a thing and hope that's what I get when there's 150 choices and you're that's obviously not what you're going to get, you know. So and that was kind of EA's thing. I think I think what they're trying to do is prevent the Battlefront 2 problem <laughs> from from cropping up again and as a gamer totally with them i uh, that was a but you know what on the other hand the market took care of it right everybody said we're not interested a lot of people didn't buy the game and in the end they fixed it so you know maybe it's not required maybe it uh can solve itself but as a gamer i certainly hate the policy <laughs> yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure This week's news from the tubes on F5 Live is proudly powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies or let these guys do it for you. Uh, Mike Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy, the former stars of Mystery Science Theater 3000, are back and doing what they do best, creating commentaries for Hollywood blockbusters and B-movie oddities like... Um, let's go with Terror in the Wax Museum. That sounds horrifying. Uh, the way it works is for a couple of dollars, you download the MP3, play it along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever the movie happens to live, and laugh. They also do live events, and they offer uh, uh, short films, industry films, those educational things you watched in elementary school, uh, and they make fun of those as well. And to find out all of the films and shorts that are available, uh, you can go to f5live.tv slash tracks with an X. There is a movie called Missile X, the Neutron Bomb Incident that sounds ridiculous. Anyway, that's on special right now, $2 off. Uh, anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about. We are <laughs> going to talk about internet censorship, which has been uh, a topic of conversation for us over the last uh, six months. I think way more than Avram and I would like to have to talk about it, um, but here we are. Um, a couple of months ago, a report came out that Google was working on a censored version of their search engine, which they were internally calling Dragonfly, uh, specifically for China, uh, that would allow them allow Google to reintroduce themselves into the Chinese market for search, while also um, preventing. Uh, citizens of China from searching for things like democracy. Um, it upset a lot of people, uh, including employees, and the upset did not get better when it was revealed that uh, Google planned on tying the search history to the user's phone number, 
which would help the Chinese government to imprison citizens who search for words like democracy, uh, which is something that Google has a an interesting history with. In their early days, they helped the Chinese government do it, and then after uh, the founders left, their policy changed, and they left the country entirely over the same topic, and now are uh, considering re-entering under these topics, and employees were unhappy, the U.S. government is unhappy, um, and some employees have quit over it. Um, those who have stayed have voiced their concerns uh, now publicly. Uh, there was a former employee, a 14-year veteran of the company, who had been in charge of one of the privacy audits, who claims that um, all of the issues that were brought up by the privacy team uh, were dismissed by the head of Chinese operations. Uh, Google says, on the other hand, that uh, no privacy audits have been conducted, which is an interesting uh, back and forth. Obviously, there's no way of knowing what's going on. However, uh, those inside the company this week posted a public letter to the company saying um, that their opposition has nothing to do with uh, China in particular, but the idea that uh, doing this sets a precedent that allows um, areas of the world that are encouraging suppression uh, to act on it easier and that the, uh, the precedent um, legitimizes the concept. And I am totally with them on that. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the strange things that the EU seems to be doing to almost cut themselves off from from the rest of the internet in weird ways, like their their uh, copyright policies and the idea that that user generated content has to be uh, filtered. Uh, you know, Germany requires that certain words don't show up, and you know the idea that that something like this could exist might embolden some of the more uh, extreme ends of that to to grow, uh, I think sounds like a pretty legitimate concern. What do you think, Abram? Uh, it's hard to say, right? I mean, like, yeah. yeah. on the one hand, Google is just trying to, to do what it can to comply with the local laws of a country where it wants to do business, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It wants to do business. Um, it probably wants to do business in China like everybody does. Sure. The Chinese government requires uh, requires uh, a certain amount of control over what people can read and see. Right. Um, and so they're trying to comply with local laws. Um, I think. I think it's. But on the other hand, if complying with local laws has you doing things that are are sort of bad for the brand or bad for your reputation or, you know, that you would consider wrong and contrary to company values, then maybe you shouldn't do it. So, yeah, I guess, I guess it, uh, I mean, I think what's really problematic here is connecting the search history to the, to the phone numbers, uh -huh. um, as opposed to just, 
um, filtering out results that yeah. the government doesn't want. Right. Like, that like that's a that's a huge difference. So like so you search for democracy and you don't get anything. Right. Or you don't get anything that the government doesn't want you to see. Right. Right. But um, you see pages about the evils of democracy, but you don't see anything. Right. Pro or anti-communist and things like that. Right. But you search for um, you search for democracy and then they know it's you and pass that on to the government. Mm, uh-huh. I, I don't uh, I don't think Google should be in that business. Yeah, I agree. You know, like if they want to provide filtered search engine search results, um, then they should. But if they want to help a government spy on its, I mean, they shouldn't be in it in the United States either. Yeah. You know? They shouldn't be in general, no matter where their users are, their users' privacy should be of equal concern. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Google says, quote, privacy reviews at Google are non-negotiable and we never short-circuit the process, which I think is an interesting quote because they don't say that, um, that they uh, implement the the solutions to the privacy concerns. They just say that they go through the process, which I thought was interesting wording, um, which also worried people. That particular wording worried people um, as a response to we ignored the recommendations from the privacy team. They went, but we always go through the process. I thought (laughs) that obviously that wording was concerning, but Google has always publicly stated that privacy is a, a big part of the company, whether or not they live up to their their own thing is another topic. Uh, but, you know, publicly saying that privacy is important and then, you know, tracking illegal searches and tying it to a person's phone number is a, a frightening thing for a company who has certain values that that theoretically violates and that is the reason why the employees are upset is they they feel that all of this violates the the culture that they were led to believe when they joined the company and that seems like a perfectly legitimate thing to to feel like the company is betraying its values that you bought into as an employee um you know everybody wants to <laughs> feel like the company they work for isn't evil Right. No, nobody, nobody wants to be the contractor on the Death Star because, yeah, I mean, not just because it blows up twice. Uh, Spoiler, I guess. 40 years old, but whatever. Uh, But, you know, because nobody wants to feel like the company they work for is evil. And once you start to feel that way, uh, you start to feel you see concerns. So I guess that makes sense to me. Um Obviously, this is all experimental inside of Google, who has confirmed that the project is real uh, since the initial uh, uh, anonymous report. They've confirmed that it's real. They've also said that no decision has been made on uh, whether or not it'll ever come to market. So uh, there's no telling if it'll ever matter or if uh, the employees will actually make a change uh, like they did with the, uh, the government contract in the U.S. over uh, military AI, you know? 
employees made a change there, it might here too. Yeah. You know, it helps turning the volume on before I start the music. This week's DRM not included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get free shipping, two day, same day, sometimes two hour. Uh, but what you may not know is some of the cool stuff that you get included in your subscription, like Amazon Prime Music, which is several million tracks of music available to stream for free as part of your subscription, or uh, Amazon Prime Video, which Avery and I are both big fans of. Uh, original and licensed content, movies, uh, TV shows, documentaries, docu-series, all kinds of content. Uh, you also get Prime Photos, which is unlimited uh, photo storage. But uh, most importantly to me is Twitch Prime. You get two cool things with Twitch Prime. The first is you get one free subscription uh, to support the streamer of your choice, which you could use to subscribe to us if you would like at Plug Hits Live. Uh, or obviously any other uh, Twitch streamer, but you also get free games uh, every month. Uh, the games change out, but once they're yours, they're yours, and there have been some really fun games. Plus, you get some add-ons for uh, other games. Uh, uh, Warframe gets add-ons for free all the time, Overwatch uh, as well. And uh, to find out all of the benefits, because there's even more than that, to find out all the benefits, to get easy links to those benefits, uh, plus uh, to get a free 30-day trial if you're not already a subscriber, uh, you can go to f5live.tv slash prime. Um, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, my brain's... Can't believe I screwed up the music. Anyway, um, my brain is all over the place right this second. I apologize. Uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube is always making changes. They're always trying new things uh, to compete because obviously they're kind of the oddball as far as um, the video streaming services, right? Most of the ones we talk about are either 100% live, such as Twitch, or are um, entirely professionally produced, such as uh, Amazon Prime Video or Netflix or something like that. YouTube has a lot of mostly uh, user-generated content. So the tactics that work for Netflix or Twitch may not work for uh, YouTube, and often they don't. Um, a number of years ago, they introduced YouTube Red, which was a paywall for some of their original content, which started out in a weird place, it was a lot of like YouTubers creating un special content, especially for YouTube Red, which was an interesting tactic um, and certainly something that YouTube believed would be a success. Eh, it wasn't so much. Uh, so they started to add other original content. They now have a whole catalog of YouTube originals that are, uh, you know, t TV series style things. And, uh, and a wide variety of content. Uh, and all of that was also locked between, behind uh, YouTube Red, which uh, you might remember a couple of months ago was uh, rebranded as YouTube Premium, and YouTube Red was uh, officially retired. Uh, 
which makes sense considering YouTube's logo is already red, so the branding was confusing from the beginning. Um, so YouTube Premium held that content behind it, and now it looks like um, they're making another change in that that original content might be coming out from behind the paywall. We have seen YouTube experiment with this over the last couple of months, bringing uh, movies and TV shows uh, to YouTube officially and running them for free with uh, ad support. And uh, it looks like they might be pulling all of their original content, or at least all of their new original content, out from behind that paywall and doing it ad-supported. Um, but it also means that they're probably going to cut the number of YouTube originals in production uh, at some point in the future to lower costs. Um, I personally think that this is an indication that uh, they didn't have a whole lot of success getting people to sign on to YouTube Premium specifically for the original content. Um, maybe for the the... YouTube music service or things like that, but maybe not exactly for this, maybe just for the, the, the ad block that's built into premium. Um, but that's my belief is that they just haven't had enough people sign up for it and they're just looking for a larger audience. What do you think, Abram? So I'm trying to look through here and see what, what is actually, oops, making a lot of noise, a lot of here. I was actually trying to look through a, and find a list of YouTube originals because I haven't heard of any of them. Uh-huh. It's like youtube.com slash YouTube originals or something. Um, I think that's it. Uh, uh, here, here's a quiet page on it. So <laughs> let's see. I, yeah. I can't like, okay, so they have some stuff, but nothing here. Wait, they're actually are you people actually paying for Pootie Pie? Scare Pootie Pie is one of the shows. Yeah, isn't that scary? I the fact that films. the fact that people are still interacting with PewDiePie at all is a surprise to me, considering his super racist videos that were coming out. But that's that's not my place to whatever people watch what know. they watch but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff and that that pewdiepie stuff goes back to kind of the original youtube red idea of having uh big youtubers produce original content for behind the paywall but i think that started to fall apart when uh patreon caught on because for the youtubers themselves i think there was more money available to create a Patreon than to to take a fixed bid off of off of YouTube. That's my guess. Um, so I think that whole concept started to fall apart. Plus, I don't know. I don't think there's a single YouTuber out there that I would be willing to pay ten dollars a month to get extra content from. Personally. Ye yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my! You can also watch. Step Up High Water, a a web series based on the Step Up movies, in case you haven't seen enough of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I is don't there, know. Is there such a thing as not seeing too much of them? I'm sure the first one was enough. Yeah, yeah, seriously. 
Um, anyway. I see that uh, one now. I, I have scrolled through this some, uh, which I think is also part of the problem, right? The fact that I have scrolled through this and I don't remember any of it. Um, oh, oh, here's the one. Here's the one everyone's heard of, I think. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. I knew that's where we were headed. Yeah. Cobra Kai, I think, is the one that the one and only that everybody is aware of. Um, and it's honestly, I think it's the one and only that they that people might have pulled the uh, the CBS all access trick on. Right. Waiting a while, using your 30 day free trial, binging the thing and then dumping it. I I have a feeling that Cobra Kai is like the thing that people use their 30 day free premium trial watch. And then they're like, all right, that's enough of that. So, you know, if they, if these things, and it looks like, honestly, it's starting to look like some of these are already publicly available, which is a big change. Um, You know, if they make them publicly available, make them ad supported, it's not like anybody's going to be surprised by the ads on YouTube. No, everybody knows what YouTube is. It's a, ad generator it's <laughs> oh here's an here's another one uh there is a fruit ninja cartoon because we need that oh there's now a category uh at the bottom of the youtube originals page uh of watch without a membership so uh-huh. so they have absolutely started to pull things out from behind the paywall um so the report uh, that came out this week suggests that uh, they're going to move all of that stuff to the front um, and that um, they're going to cut production some. And this comes from The Hollywood Reporter, who obviously has inside production knowledge because uh, that's what they do. So I'm inclined to believe it. Uh, some of it may have to stay behind the paywall uh, because of contracts that were made with the the content creators and things like that. Cause you know, streaming rights are complicated, but uh, it's, it's possible that you might start seeing these show up outside of the paywall as a uh, more traditional YouTube available video. And I don't think anybody would be terribly surprised by that is my guess. There's just too much stuff to pay for in streaming right now. You really exactly. have to stand out. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, there's just so much, for example, now it looks like we're all going to have to pay for that Disney streaming. Uh-huh. I mean, because it looks like three. It of, looks like three of the five uh, uh, Netflix Marvel series are gone. I'm sure the rest are going to be gone too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're they're. I mean, are they killing them because they're not doing well? Or they're killing them because the relationship with Disney. Probably, I think the latter. There's um, there's no way they canceled Daredevil because it wasn't doing well. Right. So and Netflix's so, Netflix's comment that Daredevil will live on uh is not uh definitely a, an indicator in in that direction. Right. So the Disney so the Disney streaming service is going to be extremely important because you're going to get all the Mar- all these Marvel shows plus the new star Wars shows uh-huh. like th- that alone means you're going to have to, I'm going to have to subscribe. <laughs> then 
you know, I might rather subscribe to that than Netflix, frankly. Um, although I've been getting some good stuff off Netflix. Then you've got, you know, you've got Prime. Mm-hmm. Many people subscribe to Hulu. Um, then you also have, you know, this is kind of a, a new up and comer, but the DC, what's it called? DC Online? DC Universe, I think. DC Universe. I I am not going to be able to resist subscribing to DC Universe probably next year when they add more shows. Right. And then you've got you know. then you've got the new service that's coming from Warner Media. Um, who knows what that will end up looking like? Um, but the idea that you know Warner owns so much stuff, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see. You know, some of the Warner stuff even start disappearing from Hulu, even though they own 10% of that. Um, so there's that, right? <laughs> this is why Netflix has to make all these original shows, because yeah. they know all the good stuff is all the good stuff that they license is going away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, uh, Apple has their streaming service coming. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm not. They licensed the Lord of the Rings universe, so that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, see, that's the problem. There might be one show you uh-huh. want to see. Yeah. That's the one show you want to see. Yep. Yeah, like CBS so. All Access, which is why I used that example earlier. There was only one, one series that I was interested in watching on there. So, you know, dealing with that was strange. You mean you weren't signing up for Young Sheldon or was that the one? <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly wasn't that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, yeah, I think I think both of those things uh, come into play here. The the overabundance of of streaming services that you have to pay for almost certainly uh, killed any momentum that that YouTube red slash YouTube premium could have possibly had Um, the general lack of, of quantity in originals, despite the fact that it's price point was higher than Hulu and you got less for it. Um, You know, I don't know that that many people were paying $10 a month for a, for an ad for a YouTube either. Uh, but those who were paying $10 a month for an ad for YouTube, their experience on YouTube originals won't change. <laughs> so, you know, I think they're just opening up the audience because $10 a month, nickel and dime here and there, uh, is killing everybody. And YouTube wasn't the place where people were putting their money. That's my guess. Well, that is our show. Uh, For those of you who joined us live, thank you. Uh, For those of you who are joining us on subscription, uh, remember, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, f5live.tv slash join us. You can can join us in the chat room and give us feedback on the topics. Uh, We always enjoy that. Uh, But, um, yeah, uh, CES is coming up quickly, which is always terrifying. Our, uh, our C- the Pluckets Live CES team is going to be a little smaller this year. 
uh, but we're going to try and get some content out uh, to the wild while we're there, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, we haven't done that since, I don't know, 2012. So it'll be fun to start doing that. Um, we will also be doing uh, live only in the mornings, I think. So uh, if you want to join us live, it'll be, uh, I guess, mid-afternoon for those of you on the East Coast. Um, and everything else will be on the floor. So I'm looking forward to more floor experience this year. And uh, always looking forward to hanging out with Abram. Because, honestly, that's my favorite part of CES. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it also. Uh, uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to spending an intense week uh, working at all hours. But, but otherwise... Uh, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Well, with that, I guess uh, that's the show. So on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we will see you guys back next time. Ciao. Ciao.